0: Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: Alright, so this episode uh, is coming out May 18th, which is thoroughly long after Doctor Strange has come out. Uh, However, we are are recording this in a pre-Doctor Strange timeline, so I want us... I want us to do our best Doctor Strange theories so that way when we post this episode two weeks after the movie is out, we can compare and contrast and, like, you know, visualize our theories. Okay. Right?
1: You have to go first because I haven't given any thought to this whatsoever.
0: Uh, neither have I. Uh, number uh, Theory number one, um, Rachel McAdams becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Not even her character, but, like, Rachel McAdams the actress.
1: Oh, dude. I got a theory. Um, there is a period in the movie where we see the actors acting.
0: You know what? Like
1: on a set performing this movie.
0: The, you know, I, I I uh walked into this bit ready for it to be like goofs and gaffs, but that one that one is just absurd enough to like perfectly fit the niche.
1: Yeah, like there'd be like a cut, hey. Uh, Benedict, we're gonna need to run that back again. I don't think it was very realistic. And of course, there's green screen and stuff. You're like, none of this stuff is real. And then yeah. they go right back into the. There's just a period of time where it's
0: actors. And then everyone's gonna freak out, like, oh my god, Benedict Cumberbatch is canon in the MC Shut up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like what?
0: Um, um. I I have a theory that there's gonna be so many cameos that the movie itself is gonna be bad. <laughs>
1: Oh, dude, that that could totally happen. There's gonna be hella cameos. Um, I think there's gonna be a part that makes like the whole canon make sense. Like, uh, oh, this all happened because it's sort of like how the Infinity Stones like made everything click. Like, this is the reason this whole movies happened. There'll be another thing that goes. Here's the reason why everything you've ever known about this universe happened.
0: Okay, so I think. Uh, you know, in WandaVision, right, we get that post-credit scene of Wanda looking for her kids that disappeared, right? Yeah. So, I think in this movie, her kids are going to reappear, but they're just going to be, like, totally yoked, like, Riverdale-type teenagers.
1: Um, There's going to be a cameo from a person who's not been in the MCU before. Like, we'll just see, like... Like, we're going to get, like,
0: Reed Richards or something. Yeah.
1: Or, no, like... Like an actor, like the whole Brad Pitt thing in Daredevil when he got shot. Oh, okay,
0: okay, like, uh, oh yeah. Oh, Deadpool. This,
1: what? Yeah. What did I say?
0: You said Daredevil, but that's okay.
1: Sometimes, bro, I swear I'm on drugs.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, but I think there's gonna be a cameo, um, just like a okay. random celebrity.
0: Just here's to kind of build up on that. I think that Ryan Reynolds is going to make a cameo and he's going to do some banter about Uh, how he's actually Ryan Reynolds and not Deadpool. He's going to be like, hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Oh, who did you expect me to be? That's going to be the line.
1: A main character is going, someone's leaving the MCU. Someone's getting killed off and like, like Wong or something or Rachel McAdams character. Someone's getting killed off because the actor didn't want to be in the MCU anymore. And they're going to play it up like it's a big deal and there's going to be a crying scene like, oh my gosh, Rachel McAdams' character is going to die. But we're like, well... Just well, because- let's
0: be clear. Rachel McAdams has only been in the MCU for *Checks Watch 15 minutes of screen time. Right. So-
1: but she's wanting out, right, in this made-up theory I'm creating. And they're like, all right, we're going to keep her in for the whole movie and at the end we're going to kill her for pl- because, you know, we need to advance the motivations of a male character and...
0: And Rachel McAdams is like, sign me up. Yeah, she's like,
1: I know exactly how to do that. And she's out. Or someone else, that some, a person we're supposed to care about is going to be out.
0: Something that's so wild to me is how long we've gone since some of these movies. Because the first Doctor Strange came out in, I think, 2015, which was a long time ago. I wonder, I remember when Doctor Strange
1: came out and we're like, oh great, a new superhero. And now he's like ingrained, bro.
0: Yeah, he is the face of the MCU at this point. It's wild. But the one that really gets me is the one I think about a lot is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, I remember watching that post credit scene where she talks about like Adam Warlock. And like, oh, Adam Warlock is going to be in the next one. Cut to seven years later.
1: Yeah, dude, it's been a minute. I also think about how long we've been talking about Black Adam, and it's yeah. just now coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that one, oh man, Shazam 2 is going to be out before Black Adam is out Which at is this point. Whack.
1: Also, can we talk about Shazam 2? I mean, we're so lost in the sauce right now for this podcast, but Shazam, bro, that's DC, is it not?
0: It is, yes.
1: And Shazam 2 has n- also DC.
0: Yep. And yep. Correct. And there's no correct.
1: overlap with the MCU whatsoever. Correct. And there's no plans for it to get involved in the whole Justice League universe, right?
0: Well, Justice League, we, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, hey, I don't think DC knows at this point. So
1: I know it's pretty normal, and at this point, basic to um, bring up how whack DC is lately. Yeah. It's bad, bro. It's because here's good. the thing.
0: As individual movies i like 80 percent of the individual movies that are in the dc universe right? Right, right it's just their interconnectivity is lacking all right we're transitioning into a second intro so let's cut to the movie conversation fire okay i think that we should do a spoiler section and a non-spoiler section um because okay i i know i think it'd be nice uh, this week we watched who framed Roger rabbit. And so if you don't want to hear us talk about this movie at all, we're going to start with a non-spoiler section. You can cut to this time code right here. Time
1: code 2747.
0: This movie is it's a classic. It speaks to me. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh I, my, I'm gonna throw up.
0: I, well, I mean like, I just like, it. I, I click with this movie very well. Um, I've never seen this movie before, but I've only heard good things about it. Yes. And if you are unfamiliar with it, this movie pretty much revolutionized the hybrid live-action animation technique of cinema. And uh, Bob Hoskins plays a detective in, like, the real world in Hollywood. And uh, in this fiction Humans and cartoons live intertwined in society, but for the most part, unless the toons are working in Hollywood, they live in their own area called Toontown. And so Bob Hoskins, whose brother was killed by a toon, swears to never work with toons again. He does He's, he's a private eye, and he does not want to work cases with or for toons. But eventually something comes across his desk and he breaks that rule for Roger Rabbit for you know a, a, a cacophony for the money. yeah so it's this this movie is about him kind of like it's a it's almost a buddy cop movie where you know you have one person that's trying to do the he's trying to get it done as quickly as possible and kind of like the charming partner that's trying to get him to loosen up along the way but also the charming partner is wanted for murder <laughs> and animated. Yes.
1: It's a it's a whole thing.
0: Um I think on a technical level, this movie holds up 85%.
1: It holds up more than it should.
0: R- yes. I wouldn't
1: say 85%, but when you think of animation mixed with live action in 88.
0: 1988.
1: It holds up surprisingly well.
0: Yeah. And the the, the and the reason for that is because all the animations were hand drawn on pretty much every frame so you, it's not like computer graphics could go down it was it was literally just it it almost looks worse because the live action scenes don't hold up as well because the animation that's that's just animation that people drawing doesn't age poorly yeah I think it's the
1: people didn't know how to act around something that wasn't there yet
0: well, yes and no. I just, I think they, we definitely got better about it as time goes on. But th- as far as like breaking ground goes, this one was re- like, they did very well. They did as well as they could without almost perfecting the technique in one go. Craig, you're taking some big shots over here. I am. I think this movie is really cool.
1: It's a classic. I've seen it a few times, right? So the shine has worn off. It's a good movie. It's a classic movie. It's got a lot of cool parts in it. How it's bro. It's okay. It's oh, the dialogue is okay. There's a lot of cool devices, but through and through the plot is all right. I don't know, man. There's a lot of parts where I'm just like, I'm. it's a kid's movie. And if there's a lot of parts where I'm just like hard to pay attention, like for instance, the car chase, right? Once I, once you realize that, okay, he is in a cartoon car getting chased by weasels cartoon weasels in a real car that got boring quickly
0: i only felt that way about one scene and that was towards the end um pretty much every time they played with a new cartoon gimmick i was willing to let them do that right i think this is my i, I I, I'm willing to compare this to our review of Emperor's New Groove, where I just kind of wasn't having it. And, you know, that was your classic. And I think it's for very similar reasons, where like, for but like switched. So th- for this movie, I had the patience to let the bits play out. I had the patience to kind of like let the movie build up its own steam and kind of play around with its own ideals. Um, I was more forgiving to with this movie because more often than not, it paid off. I, like, dude, I
1: think you just had the payoff was all in what did you think it was worth it? Did you think it was funny? And there was yeah. a lot of stuff that I'm like, this would be really funny if I saw it again when I was in elementary school. But like the shave and a haircut like that, I got where that bit was going. It wasn't that funny.
0: Yeah, that that particular bit wasn't funny, but everything else before that in the bar scene, like him just like smashing the plates on his head, them leaving for like two seconds and having him go buck wild. Uh, every time Roger takes uh, some alcohol and he just flips out, you know, those were all good bits to me.
1: Yeah, I just didn't think especially the alcohol. one. I'm like, this is just weird. This is like the a weird version of Popeye. But it doesn't make sense. It was, I don't know. I wasn't on board for a lot of it. But then again, I've seen this movie quite a few times. So it was, none of it was surprising. And I remember it being better when I was a kid.
0: I I think at this point, it's just a matter of like this movie. If you look at our history in general, this movie is much more my style than it is your style. 100%. 100%.
1: And I was excited to watch this movie, but it's definitely more your movie than my movie.
0: And I re- I really like Bob Hoskins in this movie. I think he does a I think he plays such a good straight man against Roger Rabbit, um, to the point where his straight man is almost cartoonish in comparison to how Buck Wild Roger Rabbit is. Right,
1: and I was a dude Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, I he just happens to be in some of the most iconic movies. Just because. Just
0: I forgot I did not recognize him at first and I wouldn't have if I didn't already know he was in the in this movie, because this is like the only movie he does where he doesn't use the Doc Brown voice.
1: Yeah, dude, it was just I didn't write. I didn't know he was in this movie till I saw it. And then Macy pointed it out. And I'm like, oh, good point. Yeah. It would have taken me a
0: second. He and he wears a hat for the entire movie. And like, yeah, he's scary, bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, his character is called Judge Doom. And within the first five minutes of you meeting him, he kills a cartoon in a tub of acid.
1: And you watch it happen.
0: Now, I I feel very cautious saying something like this. But I feel like a movie with this tone would not... I'm not going to say it couldn't be made today. It wouldn't be made today. Because I think this movie does a very good job at blending genuine real-world themes with cartoons and not making it feel over-exaggerated. Like, the cartoons curse, you know? you know They're not dropping, dropping also F-bombs. A PG,
1: this was before PG-13 existed. So it was either yeah. PG or R. And this movie's obviously not R, so we,
0: we P- throw yeah. around some names. Yeah, so they curse a little bit. There's a baby that smokes cigars throughout the entire thing. And so I, I think that helps ground this movie a lot. Watching these cartoons behave like genuine people while also being zany was a very good way for me to be invested in these, you know, cartoons that we haven't ha- heard heard of before.
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot because it's it was, I wouldn't say it's, it can only be made in that time because I think it could be done now. Like no one thought Deadpool, like something like that. Yeah, could be made now until it was. No one thought a movie like Sonic would be popular, and now it's yeah, definitely going to be a third one.
0: What uh, I mean by what I mean by that is strictly our limitations and expectations of like substances has changed dramatically. Like no one would want like Mickey Mouse wouldn't be in a cartoon with a smoking baby.
1: Yeah, right? but then there's also Sausage Party. So I don't. I think it'd be hard to attach the IPs of this movie with that stuff. But I think we could 100% make this movie. What I like about it is it's so 80s that it's it's very like, oh, this stuff isn't bad yet. So when, it's, yeah. when you see it, it doesn't look like stuff like, oh, this is weird. This shouldn't be in a PG movie. You're like, when this was made, a lot of stuff was not a big deal. Yeah, like When we watched mm-hmm. Ants a little bit ago, I'm like, oh, they're swearing in this too. And it just wasn't a big deal. You just didn't pick up on it.
0: So overall, uh, and this movie is... Uh, uh, Directed by Robert Zemeckis, who also wrote and directed the Back to the Future trilogy. So I I see a lot of, you know, style parallels between the two of those movies. Um, So if you like, if you are willing to watch a movie and have a good chunk of your enjoyment of it be the technical process then like, yeah, this movie is worth a watch. And I also, I I think this movie is funny. I think the detective, I think the mystery is actually like a pretty good mystery. Like this, the story took a few uh, pivots that I wasn't expecting it to. And I was like, all right, I am, I am ready for whatever you have to throw at me. And I think the movie did a very good job at, keeping me engaged for the most part. So this this is a classic. I think most people should watch it. I can't imagine, unless, you know, you're against fun movies, then you should at least try this one.
1: Yeah, I think you should watch it just to get the references. There's a lot of stuff in here that if you have never seen this movie before, then there's been a lot of stuff said around you that you just didn't pick up on.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So it's 100% worth seeing just for that
0: um but we're gonna move on to our spoiler section so if you don't want to hear us talk about the deep inner mechanisms of the mystery and what unfolds you can skip to this time code right here
1: time code 2747
0: so that third act was not great
1: no and i'm kind (laughs) of upset that you didn't let our audience know that before the spoiler section
0: i Wanted them to go in with hopeful optimism.
1: And wait for them to get disappointed. Because that final scene in the factory lasted forever.
0: So long. And it's the fact that they did... Like, it it was a problem with pacing, right? I don't think any of the comedy bits in and of themselves were bad. It's the fact that so many of them were stacked back to back to back to back. And there was no progress being made. Right. Like, like the whole...
1: like um acid being shot at them while they're hanging on the rope. I'm like, oh, we're yeah. gonna watch this happen four times.
0: Roger and Jessica are hanging by that rope for like fifteen minutes.
1: And they also find a way to get out of the way every time. And they're hanging yeah. there. So that's impossible.
0: So I and by the time Judge Doom was revealed to be a tune, specifically the tune that killed Eddie's brother, I'm just like, okay, cool. I forgot about that. Can we wrap this up?
1: Yeah. Also, there's just some like the weasels were a, a huge force Yeah for a long time. So by the time Doom got involved and we found out he was a tune, I'm like, dude, I've had my fair share of bad guys. Yeah. Can we move on?
0: And yeah, I it's the I agree. The I weasels will say
1: the Judge Doom animation, when you find out he's a tune, and you see his eyes, I'm like, Oh, that's scary. freaky scary it was legit i liked it a lot
0: um i also really liked dolores his kind of like girlfriend on again off again character um she was really cool you know one of those partners you can count on even though they don't like you in this moment
1: i couldn't care less she was insignificant to me
0: i i thought they had good banter i think she added i also liked her chemistry with roger Which uh, they didn't have too much interaction, but it was still nice. I was under the impression before watching this movie that we were going to get a lot more IP stuff handled. Because one of the trivia, like one of the big pieces of trivia you hear about this movie before going in, is the only way that they agreed to have Mickey and Bugs and Donald and Daffy all in the same movie is they had to have the exact same amount of screen time. One could not be showed without having the other. And it was a very emphasized point. And so I'm like, Oh, so they're probably in like a lot of the movie and that's what made balancing that so difficult. Nope. Two scenes. That's it. Also
1: that's a weird thing to force. It doesn't make sense.
0: I mean, you just didn't yeah. want too
1: much Mickey in there, so you're like, okay, we're gonna throw everybody else in. It's weird. Also, like Dumbo makes an appearance. This, it is a weird crossover between Warner Brothers and Disney, and, it,
0: and it's really cool. I just like, the, you know, the, you, they do that so that way you can. It feels like a genuine cartoon world, and not just, uh, you know, all these made up cartoons. It's kind of like in a uh, Wreck It Ralph when even though. Ralph and Fix-It Felix are, you know, they are made up for this movie. The fact that they go to therapy with uh, various, like, genuine video game bad guys and, like, Sonic is in the movie and stuff like that. Like, that adds legitimacy to, and, like, q and stuff like that. It adds a certain air of reality of like, Oh, these people do exist in the same video games that I already know. Right. So it's the same concept, but you know, they're just shown so infrequently. It's almost not worth it.
1: I would say it's, it's just not worth it. It was cool, but like the Looney Tunes and Warner Brothers IPs got shown so much more that I forgot about it. I noticed it in the beginning and like Dumbo shows up and goes, yeah, we got them on loan from Disney and they work for peanuts. And I'm like, oh that's cool. And then they're like in the next 20 minutes of the movie, and then they stop showing up. And yeah. I forgot about them. But Cause... I also realized that this movie was the most expensive movie produced in the eighties. It is Yeah. Like, super expensive. And I'll take what I can get, I guess.
0: Overall, when when you look at like the mystery of this, because it I think above all else, if you strip away the gimmick of this movie. The genre of this movie is it's a detective noir movie. Yeah, it just doesn't take itself very seriously and lets itself have some fun. And I think it's a pretty good eighties cheesy noir movie. Yeah, like I
1: think it it accomplished what it was trying to accomplish.
0: And the fact that several people die in this movie to forward the mystery along, it makes it feel like a genuine like forties radio play.
1: Yeah, because I don't know if the audience caught it, but like the movie was came out in the 80s, but it's set earlier. It's yeah. like a 40s 50s movie.
0: They say the exact year in the intro sequence, but I have long since forgotten that.
1: And I'm not going to look it up because I don't work for this podcast.
0: So, and <laughs> <laughs> um so was
1: very aggressive.
0: And Bob Hoskins plays a very good disheveled PI Um, Jessica Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit is like the, just such a very good femme fatale, like mysterious, like you think she's in on it, but she's not. And you think she is again, but she's not. Also, it took me a long time, me as an adult to realize that them playing Patty Cake, yes, might be a euphemism for cheating on him, but in In the reality of their world, it was literally just patty cake.
1: It was actually patty cake, and they show you the pictures of it actually happening.
0: And Roger just takes it extremely personally. And (laughs) that
1: was awesome. I love that plot device, because you're like, holy smokes, are they really doing this on TV? Because you can hear it, and you're like, this is uncomfortable. And then you see literal pictures of them playing patty
0: cake. Yeah, and, and it's just like, it's fun little bits like that for a long time. And uh <laughs> the bit where they are um, in the handcuffs together and they go back into Dolores' speakeasy room and then Rogers just kind of slips out. And Eddie is like, are you telling me you could have done that the whole time? And he goes, no, only when it's funny. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that was the moment that I That's turned- when you realize,
1: oh, this guy is me.
0: Yeah, it's a it's um <laughs> it was my personal moment where I shifted from Roger is this hyperactive cartoon that takes everything too personally to all right, maybe I can get along with this guy. Maybe May-
1: we're the same dude.
0: <laughs> uh so that that was good. Also, this movie starts Kind of bonkers. And if you don't know what you're in for, you're going to be very confused because it starts with just a straight up cartoon, almost like a Tom and Jerry cartoon is it the was best way to analogize an it. An
1: amazing start because it throws you off so hard when it Yeah. Ends.
0: And so you get this lengthy, like I would say, th- three minute legitimate cartoon sequence. Right. And then it cuts and then they cut to a Hollywood film studio and the movie continues forward. And I, (laughs) I was actually so interested in this movie that Disney plus has a short documentary about it in their extras feature. Mm -hmm. And when they did the first test screening of this movie, they showed it to like a bunch of like post high school college frat guys. And they walked out of the movie before the cartoon sequence was over because they didn't know what else to expect. They're like, Oh, this is the movie. I don't want to watch this. And it's
1: hard to blame them, but I would have given them a heads up.
0: Yeah. So, and, uh, that same documentary talked a lot about just like, um, the specifics of their art direction and how they went about filming live action and, went over and like redub it with animation. And it was just a very good, it's only like 35 minutes. So like, if you are interested in the technical process of this movie, there, there is a, a documentary in the extra section for this movie. But uh, it's a good, it's a good recommend. It's a good deep dive or a shallow dive rather, but a dive nonetheless.
1: So is there anything else we need to cover about this movie? Cause we
0: talked about how it
1: ends talked about, I think we covered everything.
0: Yeah, I just like this movie a lot. It's a it's a classic, and whether or not it aged well for you is entirely up to your subjective taste, and I understand that. So I'm going to let you go first. Six and a half. Okay, eight and a quarter.
1: Freaking, I knew it, bro. In my defense, everything we've done so far this month is six and a half. So yeah. you're showing yeah. range. The movies we are watching are getting better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am.
1: Uh, Which mine means... have all been the same.
0: Which means heat gonna be a ten somehow.
1: Yes. And for me, <laughs> six and a half.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready for our improv segment, yeah, non-movie bro, listeners? I wasn't talking to you, I was talking yes, to our non-movie great. listeners. Craig, hear me, hear me out, bro. Okay.
1: We've done how many episodes? 86?
0: Something like that.
1: If I try to throw in some, I don't know, variety, you can't shoot it down immediately. <laughs> Give it some, I didn't have a whole lot of length to that bit, but I was going to, I don't know what I was going to do. I was going to do something.
0: Would you and, like me to set you up again?
1: No, the moment has passed. Now the, Now what I've just done is better than the bit I was going to do. So now we definitely can't
0: go <laughs> And back. the best part about it is I was already talking over you when you started talking. So I didn't even hear what you said. I just knew you were talking. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> moving on.
0: So we're going to do speed dating. This is one we haven't done in a little bit. Uh, the way this works is we're going to give each other personality traits, and then we're going to make those two personalities go on a date. And let's just say we're really good at creating the worst dates on the planet.
1: Dude, it's so cringy. It's ridiculous.
0: And uh, so, we're going
1: to continue to do it.
0: So I'm going to give you the personality trait of you always have to get the last word in.
1: Okay. Um, And you're the straight man, right? In this one.
0: Um, we've done variations of this before. Right. Um, we could, sometimes we do a straight man. Sometimes we do two characters. Do you want me to just do a straight man for this?
1: Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a character. Okay. Um, you, um, always second guess yourself. You're (laughs) never 100% sure. You say it with confidence the first time and then any questioning comes up. Suddenly you're not so sure about anything.
0: Okay. Um, Let's uh let's say we're at like a museum date.
1: Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Uh
0: yeah, so uh yeah, this is kind of, you know, like my favorite exhibit in the museum. Uh I is really it? Th- Well, I mean, you know, I mean, there's just so many exhibits to choose from. I just, you know, this I think this what um yeah, yeah.
1: Um I don't know if museums are really my thing. I, tr- I feel like everyone's trying to say stuff but well, they come up with it like after they've already painted like oh yeah that's what this means but does it really you know
0: well i mean i i just think that this exhibit is you know incredibly accessible to people that you know maybe aren't uh up to date with most museum exhibits so see that's the thing
1: know. i don't think it's accessible at all i think none of this makes sense unless you happen to be the guy who painted it
0: uh well i mean th- i think that you know you, you um there's the kind of like a they do have, like, a plaque that has a description of the painting, so you can at least get, like, the artist's interpretation and, like, maybe maybe get your own interpretation after that. See, you know, I don't even know inspired. if I can believe
1: those things, you know? Because how am I supposed to know? And Anyone could have wrote that, you know?
0: Well, I mean, the museum does kind of have its own credibility because it has a board of scholars that, you know, are, are they go through rigorous academia to make sure that they do have credibility. and
1: Yeah, I don't uh, know about that. I'll believe it when I see it.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're you're right, you're right. Yeah, of course um, I
1: am. um So, what do you think about this thing? I'm not a huge fan of sculptures, especially since I feel like too many of them are nude, you know?
0: Oh, well, I think that this one actually demonstrates a really articulate view of detail, especially since, you know, hundreds of years ago, they didn't have the same tools for finite detail that A hundred we do years to- ago,
1: I feel like they definitely did.
0: Yeah, but this one, uh, this one is from several hundred years. This one's from the fifteen hundreds, so like it's a little bit further back.
1: But I mean, Um, how do we know? You know?
0: Um, no, I mean, I guess we just we just taking people's words for it. I mean, isn't that kind of all what history is?
1: Yeah. I mean, you don't really know your own. Like, what if you woke up today and everything you think is your memory? Was just implanted in you, and none of that stuff happened? Um,
0: I haven't had that fear before.
1: (laughs) Like, your life started today, and everything before what you're experiencing right now was just a made-up memory, and none of it actually happened.
0: Well, I mean, I guess I wouldn't know any better, so I I think I would just kind of carry on, you know?
1: Right, and that's what I'm saying. That's why the statue doesn't matter, because how do we even know, you know? what's the difference between this and what I think I did in elementary school that might not have actually happened. It's all just, you know, part of my memory.
0: Well, I mean, even if this is an implanted memory, isn't it kind of nice to know that somebody went through the detail to create hundreds of years of art history just for you to not appreciate it?
1: See, I just think we're just like, uh, first of all, I disagree with you. And Okay, secondly, fair enough. I, you make a good
0: point. I
1: think <laughs> that it just means someone put too much time in faking my memory. Like, that person needs to get a life, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I am the curator the curator of this exhibit, so I do kind of know my way around this place. Yeah, but do
1: you really? Like, how well do you know your way around? Or did you just have a I tour mean, and you have just memorized a couple things?
0: Well, I mean, I set up each of these exhibits, so I kind of know all the pieces in it.
1: But you didn't do it by yourself, did you?
0: Well... I did. I mean, I had a few like ha- a few extra pairs of hands, like physically. Set- so you
1: but- didn't do it, did you? Because you didn't do everything.
0: I think. I think this is our only date. I don't think we need to move forward after this.
1: I want you to know that no one really calls it off with me. I call it off with them, and I'm definitely not going on another date. Okay. No, <laughs> I say okay when I'm done talking. You're done talking. Um. Whoa, I guess I... Oh, someone's not paying attention. <laughs> I'm when I'm done talking, you're done talking. Got it?
0: How do I Whoa, acknowledge oh, that?
1: Oh, you failed again. Now I'm gonna say a couple more things. And when I'm done talking, you're just gonna walk away. Okay? Good. Perfect. Now I'm heading this way. You're gonna go that way. And I hope we never see each other again. Bye now, cox gun. <laughs> I'm starting to think you didn't hear me. It is so hard to get not let you get the last word when the scene only ends once.
0: Yeah. So I instead, know. I
1: was just extremely confrontational.
0: Well, that was um, that was my hope. Is I knew that that character was not gonna have its prestige until we were ending the scene.
1: <laughs> I hope it didn't depoint. Depoint? Yeah. See, Craig. You obviously didn't hear me when you're I'm on drugs. Done yes. talking. <laughs> <laughs> you're done talking okay moving on to our middle segment yes BuzzFeed quizzes it's a banger bro we have curated and researched and gone through many many quizzes
0: some might have... say it's the most prep time we've ever taken for a BuzzFeed quiz segment before
1: yes specifically what you just said and we have found one posted on June 14th of 2020 called bored Come answer let's be weird
0: the height of cabin fever. <laughs> right.
1: This is when everyone thought the world was ending due to COVID. Um,
0: oh, hold on. Wait, I just got an email from oh, and It has a uh, congratulation open immediately. Should I click this link?
1: I'm going to say no, because you have a lot of data on your computer and or phone, and it's not worth the joke.
0: And I don't even have a Coles account.
1: Ooh, I just got... A Facebook recovery code. Should I click this link?
0: Did you really?
1: Yes, dead serious. <laughs> you received a request to reset your Facebook
0: password. From where? Normally, it tells you from where. From Facebook. It doesn't tell me what device. Oh, cool. Sometimes I get when I get that, it'll tell me like the location of the device, and I'm like, yo, I'm getting
1: I real ser- nervous.
0: I uh, did not request a re- uh, password recovery from. Norfolk, Virginia.
1: The that. email is security at facebookmail dot com.
0: Mm, no thanks. Where does he? Uh, hey, Alex, just change your password and call today. Bored. Come
1: answer these weird questions, Craig. If you could have a bathtub full of food, which of these foods would you choose? Jello, clam chowder, chocolate pudding, fettuccine alfredo. There's one answer.
0: There is, but let so let's go through the wrong answers first. Okay. First clam of all. Chowder. If you say clam chowder, I'm calling the police.
1: Hey, I don't care if you're a Red Sox fan. I don't care if you're from Massachusetts, Boston, New England area in general. That's wrong. Okay, next we'll do chocolate pudding.
0: Oh, hold on. Ooh, then maybe there isn't one answer.
1: Craig, you're telling me. Okay, here's what I, I, when I read that question, if you get a bathtub full of food, which one of these would you choose? I'm putting myself in that bathtub.
0: Yes, I am in the same boat. All you right, You might
1: understand why having a bathtub full of chocolate pudding and also a naked human being might not be a good idea to have both.
0: Okay, right? well, maybe. But I feel like if I'm getting to that point where I'm eating that much chocolate pudding where I have to worry about like getting behind me to get the chocolate pudding, then maybe I have some incoming problems as well. But we can... Also, just marinate on the fact that fettuccine Alfredo is also the wrong answer. It's so gross, bro.
1: Right? Too many creams, too many sauces.
0: Like, am like- I the pasta? <laughs>
1: That's It's weird, bro. That's wrong on so many levels. And,
0: and here's why I didn't go with the Jell-O. Jell-O is also not... I, I don't disagree with Jell-O, but I also don't think... I don't love being inside of that texture. Oh, see,
1: that, it's gonna be sticky. It's gonna be weird. But here's the thing: if you just lay down, right, and you just let it set, then then you become a Jello mold. Then you just become a Jello, and then you can clearly see what you've eaten, what you haven't eaten. You can see the gross parts. You can avoid it. It's very, it's the cleanest one of all of these.
0: I think about that scene from Caddy with a Chance of Meatballs where he made that Jello house and there's a bit where they where they do like a diving board where they get like 30 feet in the air and then go down into a jello swimming pool and they get like 15 feet into the jello and i'm like no thanks no i'm good thanks it's
1: definitely jello i'm clicking jello here we go
0: if it- you could have wings what would you want the wings to be made of feathers metal flesh or plastic
1: obviously one correct answer
0: Okay, so again, let's kind of reverse engineer this. Plastic is wrong.
1: First of all, why? Just plastic is toxic. Plastic melts on high temperatures. It's
0: malleable, so it's going to just, like, the wind is going to mess with it.
1: It's It has no quality that the other these three can't have, you know?
0: Flesh is gross. Like, just I just up. think of,
1: like, big fingers. Yeah. Which is gross.
0: Metal. Is definitely the coolest of the. Four. That's
1: why i I think metal is a go-to choice because, yes. like, it's you could make an argument for it being bulletproof.
0: The problem that I'm gonna have with metal is again we run into the temperature problem, of when metal heats up, it gets hot. It might not melt, but it'll suck to touch and have be attached to your body.
1: Yeah, but just go fly around; it'll cool it off.
0: Um, so metal or feathers, I think, are not bad answers. I think
1: feathers. Your issue is going to be like molting. Yeah, and, and like having bugs to up uh, like
0: getting, but the, the like you're going to have to get like it. you're going to have to get like oil, and like you're still going to have to maintain your metal f- wings as well. Uh,
1: walk through a car wash, bro.
0: <laughs> That's not how that works, but okay.
1: I think it would be easy. Just take a polish to it. I think it'd be pretty straightforward, and you wouldn't need to do it often. Just all right, I
0: am, I, I am going to click metal because that is the coolest one.
1: Okay. Would you ever want to talk to a ghost if they could tell you what happens after death?
0: Okay, let's talk about all four answers at once. Here's the answers. Yes, maybe, too scary, and no thanks, which are both versions of no. Right. So we have a yes,
1: a kind of yes, a and no two different because nos. I'm scared, and a no, but I'm going to be polite because you're a ghost. Um, I think we gotta be straightforward. It's
0: yes. I think I would go maybe. Oh, I would, bro. It's not
1: only is this not real, but this (laughs) the stakes are too high to know that you had the option to know and you chose to not make a decision.
0: Here's the thing I'm gonna say maybe because I'm gonna start with a normal conversation, and if the ghost is cool, I'll ask him about it. But I'm not going to be like, hey, so you've been in my house for like three years. Uh, what happens after you die? I'm
1: going yes. You can go maybe. We'll just get different answers. That's whack, bro. I can't believe you said that.
0: Which of these skills would you rather have? Great public speaking, yep. expert guitar player, mm-hmm. amazing chef, talented dancer.
1: Okay, let's get this thing straight. I'm two of these things.
0: He's an expert guitar player and an amazing chef. Nailed it. <laughs>
1: I'm an amazing public speaker murder. Yes. Compared to the average person, it's unmatched, bro. Yeah.
0: I, the f- I'll say this for both of us, and I think we may have talked about it a little bit. The thing that you and I have above most other people is public speaking is not a fear of ours. And once you get over that hurdle, the rest of it's easy.
1: Yeah. Because then it's just having fun. I've had multiple instances where I have to talk in front of people. I've talked in front of as many as... 700 800 Yeah. And sometimes it went well, sometimes it didn't, but like I'm pretty close to that. Next thing talented dancer. Already got it. Your boy's a
0: murderer on the dance floor, dude.
1: It's yeah. It's probably the reason I've gotten most of my relationships.
0: Him and Macy's uh uh first dance at their wedding was uh it was it was kind of sick. I hate to admit it. I hate and to give him a compliment. Choreographed but...
1: the whole thing. It was disgusting. So now I have to choose between Amazing Chef and Expert Guitar Player. Which way are you leaning? Or do so you want to pick up dancing?
0: Here's the thing about Amazing Chef is I don't have the patience for cooking just in general. Mm-hmm. So I, I would hate to have these skills and then not have the patience to do it. So that one's kind of out. So I think Expert Guitar Player is the most practical for me.
1: I'm going to Expert uh, Guitar Player because amazing chef here's the thing my wife loves cooking i can't take away one of the biggest things bro i can't do it so expert guitar player plus i think it'd be a great flex that you whip out every once in a while i'll be like oh by the way i'm john mayer
0: also we have hit a significant valley vis-a-vis the weirdness of these questions but yeah, let's carry just getting on normal
1: questions
0: uh pick another skill. Pick another skill or talent. All right. Well,
1: okay. Math, here we go. Math
0: Math genius. Okay,
1: first of all, we're going to read these fast and there's going to be one obvious answer that's ridiculous. Yes. It, it beats every single one.
0: Math genius, speak every language, amazing singer, ability to draw everything, speak or to draw anything. Speak language. every language. What are you, nuts? Yeah, dude, what? T- I mean, at the very least, talk about higher ability.
1: Dude, I guess next would be math genius and hope that you have a breakthrough like Einstein. Um, come on.
0: Uh, do you think birds like... Okay, now we're getting back to weird questions. Do okay. you think birds like you? They love me? I honestly don't know. Some must, right? They hate me.
1: So here's the thing. I hate birds, but I So don't you think, don't care. So I don't... But I don't know if they mind me. So I'm gonna go, I honestly don't know. But let me um, tell you I hate birds, bro. I have one of those fears, like people have fears of spiders. Okay. Like, oh, there's a bird... If it gets too close, I'm running away.
0: Um, I uh, a b- big bird guy. I, I I'm big bird guy. Um,
1: I'm going some proud. must. I'm changing mine by the way. I'm going some must. It's it's gotta be possible.
0: Uh, would you rather go to space or to the bottom of the ocean? Space, obviously. Okay. The bottom of no. The bottom the, of the ocean
1: mm. is maybe the scariest place in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing: if we go to space, they can get me. it may take a minute but i'm confident that they could get me if i go to the bottom of the ocean i have to rely on james cameron to get me
1: dude the bottom of the ocean has animals we've never seen before it has bacteria you've never seen before also the pressure is so high that like even if we're immune everything else is ridiculous it's it's too scary bro and it's also pitch black and no one can come and save you it's it's terrifying
0: all right, second to last question, which food is the most overrated? All right, and here we get to the point where the person that wrote this quiz was very clearly trying to hit a quota and just kind of ran out of ideas because uh, which food is the most overrated? Pizza, cheese, bread, fettuccine Alfredo. We're making a comeback, baby. <laughs> I mean, I guess fettuccine Alfredo.
1: 100%. Pizza? Because the, Dude, when people say pizza's overrated... Here's here's how pizza is not overrated. We've had arguments about it. We've had people getting murdered over it. We've had um industries here's, here's, copy here's, pizza delivery. Now here's we what have I'm gonna Uber say eats and it's it's revolutionary.
0: If you go out of your way, if you go out of your way to say pizza in general is overrated, you're looking for attention. Yeah.
1: Um here's the thing. Bread is a crucial ingredient in pizza, and some might say it's the best thing. Um, I'm stuck between cheese and fettuccine Alfredo, and Freddie Alfredo is, it's just, it's overrated.
0: Yeah. Uh, final question. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great, bro.
0: I'm doing good.
1: Okay, not great, <laughs> good, and bad. Well, good is the best, so I'm going good. Alex, uh, good.
0: I'll, I'll just put okay. We're, we're, we're working out here. Ooh, I got the mediator. Dude, me too. Which is Because we answered several different questions. So
1: I'm starting to think this weird test doesn't mean anything.
0: Wild. All right. What's our one-hit wonder? Our one-hit wonder. It's called word
1: depreciation. And here's how it breaks down.
0: I um, helped you come up with this, and I already forgot that we were doing it. Okay. It's fire.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give you a subject to talk about, and you're going to give me your point of view, and then you're going to give me a subject to talk about, and I'm going to give you my point of view. However, we have four tries to do it. The first shot you do, you have 20 words to describe it, and I'm going to do my 20 words. Then you have to go back and give the, the same idea in a concise 12 words, then vice versa. And then the same idea in a concise six words, then three. 20, 12, 6, 3.
0: Okay, I'll let, I'll give you a topic first. And I don't know if this is an easy topic or not, but uh, let's talk about... Sex, want- baby. I want to hear you talk about uh, Justin Lin's departure from the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. The director of Fast X uh, left the project due to creative differences and also Vin Diesel. So I want to hear your multi-word statement on this concept.
1: Okay. I'm going to need to do a little... No, I'm
0: not. No, just go wing it. Count on your hands.
1: And then you... Are going to talk to me about carrying a firearm on you legally, <laughs> like concealed carry. Okay. Because you're very educated on the subject. And I want you to convince me. All right, here we go. I'll do mine. Um, here we go. Vin Diesel is extremely divisive and is the result of many people leaving the franchise. Justin Lin will be missed.
0: Okay, was that 20? I wasn't counting. That was 20. Okay. Um, gosh, wow. Okay. While valid exercise, obtaining documentation, incredibly easy, and sometimes goes to the wrong people, but not worth eliminating in entirety. That one was 20. Okay.
1: Vin Diesel makes it hard for other people to be around him.
0: Too many people that are dumb can get concealed carry gun license.
1: Justin leaves amazing franchise because diesel.
0: <laughs> that one didn't even have an opinion in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm reading at words, but I don't have time for opinion. Gun morality questionable for entire country.
1: Vin Diesel.
0: <laughs> Have stronger backgrounds.
1: <laughs> okay. That was one word depreciation. It depreciated.
0: It depreciated. I felt depreciated.
1: <laughs> it was it was hard. Play it with your friends. It's harder than it looks, but very fun.
0: My brain is different coming out of that.
1: My brain is different coming out of that. <laughs>
0: Free balling. What do we got?
1: All right. I got three. What you got?
0: Uh, I think I only have one.
1: Um, I'll do two. You come in with one and I'll round it out. Sure. All the old knives on Amazon Prime. Chris Pine, bro, makes a reoccurrence in my life. I have not seen him since Wonder Woman. Okay. What else has Chris Pine been doing?
0: Um, I mean, you know what? Now that you say that, not much.
1: Like, he's a big deal. I mean, but Star Trek and Yeah, but th- this, that was, right? it, like,
0: recently- um, no, nah, I mean, Wonder Woman was the most recent thing he did. Okay. I mean, that you would have seen. I mean,
1: All the Old Knives has uh, Thadaway Newton, you might know her from Westworld, which is where I know her from. Lawrence Fishburne is in it for a very short amount of time, and then Jonathan Price, and then a bunch of other people, as most movies are. This movie is a slow, slow, slow burn, bro. It's about a uh, CIA agents um, who watched a terrorist attack go down in Austria, and uh, they took over a plane on the tarmac and held everyone hostage, right? And the CIA had a man on the inside who had infiltrated the organization and they found out who the, the terrorists found out who the inside man was, killed them, and then proceeded to kill everyone else on the plane on live television, including themselves. (coughs) So no one made it out alive. Chris Pine goes to investigate eight years later how they knew who the inside person was because they found there he thinks there was an inside person in their CIA office who gave away their source and essentially is responsible for every death on that plane. This movie is a whole lot of dialogue, bro. You see okay. the terrorist attack a couple times. There's no action, like shootouts, car scenes or anything like that. It's just having conversations because he's just asking people, where were you that day? What were you doing? What do you know about the terrorist attack? What did you have for breakfast that day? Was, did you ha- Was anything unusual? Have you ever spoken with... It's just questioning. The whole movie is interrogations. It gets interesting in the last 20 minutes. But let me tell you, if you don't like the first 20 minutes, you need to be able to withstand another hour of that before you get to oh. the good part. So if you can't get through an hour, 20 minutes of slow for a 15 minute payoff, this movie ain't you. It's a, it's an hour and 40 minutes. And the last 20 is good. And I... This movie might be the longest gap I've ever taken. I started this movie... And got about an hour in, then came and saw it, finished it a week later.
0: That's insane.
1: It's not great, bro. And there was a couple, like in the last 15 minutes, everything you watched before makes sense. But you, that's almost too much patience. And I'm giving this movie a five. Because okay. that payoff is good, but you have to suffer through to get there. I then watched Snake Eyes on Paramount. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. It's a ninja movie. Oh, okay. If you like ninjas you're going to like this movie. If you don't like ninjas, you're not going to like this movie.
0: And we're about to find out if Alex likes ninjas real fast. Dude,
1: who doesn't like ninjas, bro?
0: Okay, okay.
1: I'll tell you. It's a guy movie. There are two women in this thing. (laughs) I think. Um, One of them is a love interest and the other one's old. And that's it. Like, it's a vengeance movie, of course. But, like, it's just violence. It's about belonging and... It, if you know anything about G.I. Joe and Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes and their relationship, this is the origin story for Snake Eyes. But it's a G.I. Joe movie, dude. So okay, it's the plot is mediocre. It's something you've seen before. Um, but it's actually there's three women. My bad. One of them's a bad guy. Um, it's it's just a guy, violent movie, very John Wick-esque. I'll say six.
0: Okay. Um, I watched Ambulance with. Oh, I want
1: to see you, dude. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Yep. Uh, directed by our good old boy, Mikey Bay. And so the first two acts of this movie emulate a four-star wanted level in GTA. Right. That's all the movie is. They do a bank heist. They steal an ambulance. They run from the cops. That's like an hour of this movie. And. I liked that part. That part was genuinely fun and cool and interesting. Mm -hmm. And they kidnap an EMT, or they act—I mean, they kind of accidentally kidnap the EMT because she was in the back with a patient when they take the ambulance. Gotcha. And she is really good. She adds much-needed balance to uh, the chemistry that Jake Gyllenhaal and his character brother. Uh, Dude, have
1: Yaya Abdul Mateen is in this movie.
0: I yes. love this guy. Yeah, I just knew I was not going to get that name right in the first go. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah,
1: he's a he's. I've I saw him first in the Get Down, which is a Netflix limited series. I got canceled so quickly. The dude's a gangster, bro. I will watch yeah, anything he. He, he
0: he is better than Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. And I because, love him than Jake Gyllenhaal. Because the problem is maybe I'm Gyllenhaled out because. I mentioned this during our Southpaw review. Jake Gyllenhaal has never played a likable character, <laughs> yeah. and this movie is no exception. Because for the entire two hour and twelve minute runtime, you're just like Jake, shut up, Jake, <laughs> stop it, Jake, listen to your brother. Uh, and the but the only problem is when we get into the third act, um, the ambulance chase stops and. It pivots into something else, and when it does that, the momentum just, it's over. Whatever momentum they had just stops dead in its tracks. um, Almost to the point where I'm like, I could walk out of this movie and make up my own ending, and it will be whatever this, be- it will be better than whatever this movie gives me. Um, Yikes, dude. Yeah, I really did not like the third act of this movie, and... Also how long
1: is the third act would you say like, like I'm, 40 think,
0: minutes Oh my gosh I yeah, was thinking, dude. Like, man, I'll
1: suffer first. I'll have fun during the first two acts and then just finish the movie.
0: Nah man it 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 chugs along. Oh no. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is also one of those movies where like If you're not a big cop person, this movie might not do it for you because a lot of the tension of this movie is reliant on the cops are chasing the ambulance and there is also a cop in the ambulance. He is the patient in the back of the ambulance. And so there's like this tension of like, one of our own is in there. And then as soon as the cop is no longer in like us, like they're not trying to protect the cop anymore. They're like, just fuck. Kill him. I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well,
1: Are you tell me if you had a negative view of police officers, this isn't going to change your mind.
0: No, <laughs> uh, um, I give it a six. The, like I said, the, Okay there are parts of this movie where, like, it appeals to the GTA in me. Like, they go down the L.A. River and they use escape routes that we would use when escaping uh, from a heist. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, yes, yeah. this is good. But then they try to add, like, an actual story. And I'm like, no, Michael. Michael, <laughs> stop.
1: So, I mean, that's I'm going to see it anyway. What am I talking
0: yeah, about? Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, my final thing I watched was Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard.
0: Yes. So, I watched this last year, and if you'll remember, my review is, it was good but not great. I think I gave it, like, a textbook six and a half. So,
1: here's the thing about this movie, is everyone's exaggerated versions of themselves. Yes. And I remember that being in the first movie, but I think this one, they just cranked it up a notch. Like, let's just do fan service the whole time. Yeah. And it, it got so extreme that I thought they were trying to break the record for swearing in a movie.
0: Dude, it's wild. It it gets pretty reckless.
1: And it got to the point like it was distracting. Like I do not care if they're swearing or not, but it was distracting in this movie. Um this movie is not a plot movie and they st- need to stop pretending that it is.
0: Yeah. Cause there's like a whole B plot where Ryan Reynolds goes to like, try to get reinstated as a hitman, And he visits his dad to go do that. And it I'm like, what are we
1: Morgan Freeman?
0: What are we doing here? Like the whole Morgan Freeman being his dad bit is pretty funny, but the leaps they had to take to get there was, it was wild. I was
1: ready for it to be a joke. And then you find out, Oh, he's important to the plot. Which yeah. I didn't like. Um, dude, It's I wasn't on board with this movie. I Sure. I, I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. I like everyone in this movie. I liked everyone in this movie. I just didn't like them in this movie.
0: Do you think you would have liked this movie better a year and a half ago? Before Red Notice and Free Guy and Adam Project and this is the fourth at Ryan Reynolds movie you're watching in six months?
1: Yeah, probably. But I think I would have liked this movie. Exact same characters. But let's take it seriously. Okay, you know, um, I know that's not the theme of the movie, and it'd literally be a different movie. But all these, every actor in this movie is a great dude. Antonio Banderas is in this, and I freaking love that guy, bro.
0: And Salma Hayek, I would say, is the most extreme. Does the most extreme acting in that movie? Yes, because like you, dude. Because like you said, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson are like. Extended versions of themselves. Selma Hayek is genuinely acting and playing a character. Yeah. It's just the fact that that character is on this. It's like an 11 out of 10 in terms of like uh hyperactivity.
1: Right. And dude, they have so many great actors in this movie. I'm like, can we just play this for real this time? You know what I mean? Like we can keep a couple of jokes in, but I want like a Denzel worthy appearance I mean know? the
0: first movie was a comedy so I, I know, went in I, I would I, I
1: realized that they kept the themes you know consistent this is a good sequel to that one and the fact that it is the same movie twice I just like I realized what they have and what they didn't do with it sure but it yeah. is what it is I'm gonna give it a five and a half okay fair enough because there's a lot to be desired
0: yeah um next week we are watching heat got De Niro got Pacino Pacino got um Val Kilmer yeah got ourselves a star-studded cast for the 80s 1995 uh, the, for the late for the mid 90s um <laughs> <laughs> movie is, is
1: supposed to be very good It is on IMDb's top 250. It's number 115. And it's got an average review on IMDb of an 8.3 with 600,000 reviews. So I'm probably going to hate it.
0: (laughs) It means you're probably (laughs) going to hate it. And this is
1: going to be my new favorite movie.
0: Um, I'm also, uh, streaming more on Twitch. So if you want to follow me at permanent handle on Twitch, you can watch me play video games and I upload all my streams onto a YouTube channel. So even if you can't watch them live, you can go back and watch them at your own convenience, which is, I don't know, pretty, uh, benevolent of me, I would say. Um, and that's what you want out of, um, an internet personality is someone with the arrogance to call themselves benevolent. Right. Um, but, other than that, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: Have fun, be safe, and make good choices.
1: And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi.
0: See you next week.
1: And while you're at it, follow me on Twitter, bro. Alex the Goods. Also Instagram, but I'm a horrible Instagram follow, so don't... I mean, follow me or not, but Twitter is where it's at, bro. Alex the Goods.
0: Yeah, following podcasters on Instagram is... You know, like trying to fish in a man-made pond.
1: Deuces.